Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to From Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis, and I have a great guest today. Now, this is going to be a little unique from what we've been talking about, because, you know, most of the time we're talking about what are people thinking about as they're thinking about exiting their careers and moving to the next career, the next entrepreneurship, retirement, making an impact in the world. And we're going to talk very specifically about how you're taking care of you as you're going through that. And so today, my special guest is Diana Debbie. And Diana comes to us, ironically, we're recording this just after that major, major snowstorm went through the north of our country and the northeast. And she's in Minnesota, so she has lots of snow. And she is the owner and founder of An Ageless Life. And I absolutely love this because Diana, you and I met at New Media Summit. Yes. Which is a great big podcasting convention, basically, where we all share our stories. And I was so inspired by your story, of course, because I'm getting older, just turned 56 last week, and you're also a dancer. You're an Argentine tango dancer, and those of you that have listened for a while, you know that I'm also a competitive ballroom Latin and swing dancer. So I just was fully attracted to you saying, okay, I got to talk to you about everything and anything that has to do with us aging, let's say gracefully, whether we're a man or a woman. So, Diana, welcome to our show. Thank you, and thanks for having me. I have really embraced the aspect of aging. I mean, you've got one of two alternatives, right? You either embrace it or you basically decide that you're going to give up and eventually die. I mean, that's the long and short of it. But I really enjoyed meeting with you at the New Media Summit. And we just clicked. For some reason, there was just, and it must be the dancing background. It must be. Yeah. <laughs> or there were women, or the there right. <laughs> Or a multitude of layers, right? <laughs> right. Well, let's get started with, well, how did this all start for you? And, and you know that there has to be a story, because we all came out of the womb the same way, and we don't think about getting older. And at some point, you must have had some major breakthrough that said, you know what? I have to make some changes here. So tell us your story. So I was in my early 50s when this happened to me. I had been dancing and was working, had a very successful career, extremely demanding and required a lot of extra time as far as that's concerned. So it's not what you would call your typical 40 hour per week job, but nonetheless, it was rewarding. And as I started to get older, I noticed that 
I wasn't thinking as clearly. I was a human calculator in my group of friends when we would go out. So they would bring the check. They would say, okay, how much is it? I would divide it up, add the tip before they could actually physically do it on the, on their phones, right? Yeah. I was also had a great memory, good recall, all of those kinds of things. And I noticed that I was having brain fog. One day, I couldn't remember how to spell the word with. Yeah, I was just like, what is going on? And at the same time, I had this expanding waistline. I have no energy whatsoever, no matter how many hours I sleep. And I'm like, there's something that's just not right here. So being in healthcare, the normal thing that you do is go to a physician and get checked out. So they did blood tests. And this is what was particularly shocking to me is that I was going to a woman. She came back to me and she said, it's just aging. You need to get used to it. Oh. <laughs> you need to get, and I'm like, I was absolutely devastated. I thought, oh my God, I cannot live the rest of my life like this. And then I got mad. It's like, okay, fine. If you're not going to help me figure it out, I'm going to do it myself. I have all of this experience in healthcare. I can figure out some of the changes that are going on from a metabolic and a hormonal and those kinds of things. I've been a mover since I was in high school with dance and all of those kinds of things. I've done meditation for almost as long as that's concerned. I've studied different body movement kinds of things, body alignment, all of that stuff. I'm going to figure it out because this is not okay. And slowly but surely, I began to put together things and figure things out that worked and that helped me. And it was interesting because I also teach Argentine tango as well as dance it. So my students started asking me things like, well, you look so different. What is it that you're doing? And these are men and women. So it's not just women that are noticing the change. And so I began through that process starting to help people. And then people outside of the tango group were saying, what is it that you're doing? You look so vibrant. You have so much energy. Your skin looks good. All of these signs. What's up? So that's when I decided maybe the universe is actually trying to tell me something that there is a need and it's not satisfied about what we see traditionally in within healthcare. And it is a lot about what I can do and what I have control over. And I actually have a lot more control over things than you think. Genes play a role, but there's a lot of stuff that you can do. A lot. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you said the universe is calling for you because this is something that we talk about on this podcast is it's not so much the passion. It's what you were born to do. And it just becomes such an alignment when you are doing something that really, really resonates with you. And of course, an ageless life is wonderful when you can incorporate dance. There's a great dancer in this world. And of course, look at I already forgot your name in the beginning. And now I'm forgetting her name now. So I'm living your problem. The problems that you say that we all have. Exactly. Right? Her name, I just can't remember. Her name is Jean. And she was the first dancer on screen for the 1940s. You know how it was really popular to do the nurse and the, 40s, yeah. the nurse with the army guys and stuff like that. And she was one of the first dancers ever to do swing and she's now 97 years old 
And she's part of a swing club I belong to. <laughs> Let's get that straight. Awesome. Yes. But she's part of a swing club I belong to. And she comes out every once in a while. We do this big at the airport and stuff like that, a hangar dance. And it, it's just really fun. And they bring the old airplanes in there loud. Yeah. We just have so much fun. But she is such an idol for me. And I told her, I said, Jean, I said, I want to be you when I'm your age. I want to still be moving like this. And guys still roll her over their shoulders. And I can't even do that. Right? I can't even do that stuff. And I'm going, oh yeah. my gosh, how am I going to do it 40 some years from now if I can't do it now? You know, so I love that that's what the calling was for you. You know, and I wanted to say something too, is that my father, he's passed away now, but he said, he always said in his life, I never want to rust out. I want to wear out. I'd rather wear out than rust out. And I think that this is something that you probably did some research on. So I'd like to talk about this a few minutes is that I'm very big on the five blue zones in the world. And yes. A geographic article or it's not even an article, it's a big, big report that was done about these five zones where the most centurions live, people who are 100 years old, and they don't rust out. They wear That's out. That's right. There's something about the United States. We are the biggest rusting out entity <laughs> that there is. And so what happens is we get cancer and we get emphysema and we get back problems. That's my issue, right? We have all kinds of problems that put us into walkers, canes, sedentary life, wheelchairs, right? And we yeah. literally rust out for years and years and years, sometimes 20 years, sometimes the last three to five years of your life. And that is scary for me. And thankfully, my father wore out. It was instant. He was gone. He was working yeah. when it happened. So it's all good. I want to die on the dance floor. So yeah. <laughs> just like, well, boom, be gone. That's yeah, that's it. And so I want to talk about that because I know that one of the things that you talk about, and for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you can see down here that you can text the words, plan your aging to 612-385-7798. And we'll put that link in the notes as well. But you can text that word to plan, the words plan your aging. So you talk a lot about how we plan for retirement, but we don't plan for aging. So let's talk about that and figure out what we can do now to stop talking about being healthy, vibrant, moving, because we know a body emotion stays in motion, right? What can yes. we start doing so we can have this wonderful, vibrant life as we age? So I look at it as there's probably four or five factors that are associated with how you plan your aging. And one is the area that you're an expert on is financial. So I don't cover financial at all, but I talk about physically planning how you're going to age, mentally, socially, and emotionally. And so physically, when we talk about planning how you're going to age, I can tell you from my own personal experience with dancing, I have certain goals. In order to achieve those goals, I have to be physically active, but I also train. So I am in better physical shape now than I was 10 years ago. It's because I have a goal. So some people have a goal. They want to run a marathon. Some people say, I want to, you know, I had a friend who says, I want to be able to bend over and put the palms of my hands on the floor. You know, so whatever well, it is, I love that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know that one. Well, and so you set a goal and you work toward it. But having a goal in mind for you for something for you to do physically, and it might be something really simple like I want to be able to walk up this trail without feeling like I'm out of breath or that my body hurts or those kinds of things. So you set a goal. 
just like you would in your financial life. And I use financial because most people really understand financial planning and how to plan for retirement. They don't understand that you can do the same thing with aging. They don't understand that physically I can set up little challenges. When I make it, I celebrate it and I set a new one, right? Because I've always got some kind of goal in mind. And sometimes I understand. And a lot of times I'm not going to be an expert at whatever it is. But I'm going to do something new and different, and it's going to challenge me physically. Yeah. And when it challenges me physically, it challenges me mentally. I grow new brain cells, yay, which also means that I think better, I sleep better, all those things. That's awesome. Okay, so that helps you with emotional. I mean, it automatically helps you emotionally, but how can we start on the emotional part? I think about the physical and I hear a lot of people and this is why I my big mantra and everything I do is stop talking, take action, get results, right? Is that people yes. say, I need to lose weight, I need to move, I need to start walking more. I used to ski. I now want to ski again, right? They talk about doing it, but they don't really take the action to do it. So cause you had said when you take the action emotionally you grow brain cells, but it kind of starts with the emotional piece of it is like, how do I start doing? How do I make that leap and emotionally get that mindset to go that way? Well, I think part of it is overcoming ageism in ourselves, right? If we think that we can't do it or we won't be able to do it, then we're less likely to even try. We'll just give up. So I recommend people start with something small. Start with an achievable goal, something that's easy. I recommend a lot to people, put on a Shake Your Booty song in the morning, put it on, (laughs) dance around, whatever it is. This morning for me, it was ACDC, right? Because that's like, bang it, we're getting rid of it. But it can be anything, whatever your choice is. And I vary the songs and sometimes I do one, sometimes it's two. But starting with something so you begin to move. Even if you just step from side to side tapping your foot, you've started to move. Yeah, because especially this morning I got up and I was really, really stiff in my back and I still am. I'm very, very stiff in my back. For the last couple of days, I've been sitting here and doing a bunch of podcasts, right? And coaching. Yeah. And so I'm really, really stiff this morning. And the first thing, and usually what I do when I get up is I lay on this, what's called a dental roll. It's for my back. It's for my neck. I just looked at the floor and went, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not going down there this morning. Right? Not there. Yeah. I'm not doing that. But I'll do it later on when I'm moving around a little bit more. And that's just part of what happens. So I love that you're saying, you know, you don't have to really shake your booty if you're not physically there. You can just step back and forth. Just do something. Just do something. Just move. Yeah. I like to have a couple of different options. So it might be that I have a couple of one pound weights mm-hmm. that I can strap around my ankles. Mm-hmm. And I can put them on and they're small enough that if I'm wearing pants, nobody can see them. Yeah. So I can walk around for half an hour, an hour, however long I want to with those weights on my ankles. Nobody knows it, but I'm still in doing something to be more active. I'm building muscle strength. I'm building my body. So I recommend make a list of three things that you can do. You don't have to do them all, but make a list. Pick one every day. Yeah. It doesn't matter which one it is do it. And if you can, do it a couple times a day. 
Well, you'll start to feel so much better. It's about push-ups, right? You can't expect to go from zero to 500 push-ups in a day. You just can't expect to do it. It's one at a time. That's what success is. It's not an elevator. It's a staircase. You have to take one step at a time. Yeah, and I love that. Okay, so let's talk about socially, what we need to be doing. So socially, what happens as we age for many people, and especially after retirement, is their social network was everybody that they worked with. Yeah, And now they don't connect with them. So what is it that you have wanted to do all of your life, but you've never had the chance to do it because you didn't have the time or you you didn't know where to look, those kinds of things? Is it you want to join a book club? Mm -hmm. Is it, for example, here in the state of Minnesota, if you're over, I think it's 62, you can take a course at the university for five or ten dollars a credit hour. Wow. I mean, so exactly. So I've always wanted to study art history because I'm self-taught in that. I have all math and science, biology, chemistry, all of that kind of stuff. That's great. And the thing about that, as far as establishing new social network is you're then bombarded with new input which again, helps build the brain, but also your self-esteem, right? Because you feel better because you've tried something. You meet new people. Some people have gone, I've known people that have gone to quilting clubs or they've gone to pickleball or they've taken a course at uh, whatever it is. Well, poker. And there's a ton of things. Boating. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that people have all these passions for and exactly put them on the back burner. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so the last step in the four, because I know there's five, it's financial, but what is the last step? I can't remember what you said because... The mental, building mental capacity. That's sad. So it is, but it isn't. So I started out by forcing myself not to use my cell phone as a calculator. Mm, mm -hmm. So I started saying, okay, if I need to pull out a pen and a piece of paper and do it that way, and then be able to migrate to doing it in my head. And I was surprised. First, it was extremely frustrating because it's like, I can do this, blah, blah, blah. So I started with simple things like simple addition, those kinds of things. But for me, that's what I did. But people will do word games. They'll do, or for example, try having, okay, I'm going to make a list to go to the grocery store or go shopping or wherever it is. I might put the list in my phone, but I'm going to try to remember everything before I check my phone. Yes. So the little things that you can do to test yourself mentally. The other thing is looking at your stress level. Because if you are in a high stress situation, or if you're in a situation in which you have a lot of fear, then your body is hyped up and it's not going to remember things as well. So if you can do things that will make it so your life is less stressful, a little bit of stress is good, right? When we try new things, our body is a little bit like, I don't know if I can do this. Some of that's good. But to be in heavy duty stress where you're in full alarm status not good. So figuring out how you can do. And the last thing I would say is gratitude. Being in an environment of gratitude changes the brain, right? It changes the way that we think, the way that we interact, the way that people see us. Yeah. Oh, I think so too, because it's attractive. There's no question about it. Yeah. And there's so many people become hermits as entrepreneurs. And I'm saying that in yes, as we're aging too, but When I think about the people that are listening to this podcast who are thinking about leaving their career and moving into 
entrepreneurship or whatever their next step is to be significant to the family or to the world. Or those that are struggling in it, they're making that, bridging that gap right now and they're struggling in it and they're just wavering on, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? How can I possibly learn it? I even mentioned that I was an expert and, and I'm sure you were too in the healthcare field. Expert yeah. here, and then when you start going into something else, it's very challenging and it's just not manifested, but double. It, I can't think of the word <laughs> again. I can't think of words. This is a terrible <laughs> podcast for me. <laughs> but, um, I know somebody who might be able to help you with yeah, that. <laughs> I know. I know. It's well, I, it's so funny. And I want to stay on track on this, but yeah, yes. um, it's acerbated by the fact that you're having these memory lapses, right? And you're getting older and we don't do career changes. We don't leave 30-year careers when we're 30. We're leaving 30-year careers when we're 40 and 50, right? And so that, it manifests that and it compounds yeah. how difficult it is to go to that next extreme. If it's business, if it's setting up a charity or foundation and all of the things that we have to learn and relearn, this is one of the things that we need to be looking at is planning our age, right? Planning our aging so that the transition can be easier for us as well. And that's what I absolutely love about what you're talking about. I think there, you know, when looking at, there's a big social component associated with it. And you talked about what it is as far as nonprofits or those kinds of things, but it's a little bit too, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Mm -hmm. yeah. And it is absolutely astounding that people are willing to take the step to jump into something that they're not familiar with. It's something that's new for them. It's very high stress, but also it's very courageous. Yeah. And the sense of accomplishment and being willing to be the novice mm -hmm. when you've been an expert for so long. Yeah. That is very courageous. Yeah. And something that we need to acknowledge for ourselves that we've, hey, is, I'm not going to get it perfect the first time out. But you know what? It's okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing that we would tell our 30 year old self, right? We would say, exactly. Hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to make mistakes. But it's so funny because now we're in this place and we won't accept anything but perfection, right? right. And so I think that's pretty interesting. I want to talk to you a little bit about feeling invisible. It's one of the things that you talk about as well. And yeah. I'd like for you to share a little bit with our audience about that piece of it as well is that we're aging, we're feeling like we're not as visible as we used to be and how, what that impact is on us. So it's part of a gradual retreat process. And I say that for me, it started when I felt like I didn't know who I was anymore because my body didn't react the way that it used to. I didn't look the way that I used to in that my posture was starting to change. I was gaining weight around the middle. I lost self-confidence and going from being here I was starting to go to here, right? Yeah. yeah and you can see yeah. the rounding in the shoulders and this is retreat. Right. And when we do this even a little bit, we start to become invisible in the world. Yeah. And being able to say, I am initiating this invisibility. I'm the one who is, I can be here. And this says to the world, I'm engaged. I want to interact. I want to be there. This is, I'm treating and I'm pulling. Yeah. And it becomes more prevalent with age. Yeah, although I'm seeing it for my son, exactly. 
actually. He's 33 years old and he already is this, but it's because he works on a computer all day and he's rounded and whatever. And so I love that we're talking about planning your aging because it's something you always say to him, sit up straight. You know, he's like, mom, I'm 30 years old. Right. And I go, but honey, I'm telling you, if you don't do it now, it's going to, and yes, you can retrain those muscles, but keep them going this way as much as you possibly can. Right. And there is a huge increase. I just read a study not very long ago that talked about the number of young people that are having to have back surgery uh-huh. because they're rounded like this. Yeah. But I think it's for with the aging piece, the rounding plus the loss of confidence. Yeah. When you oh, combine those two together, yeah, you're not then as that, relevant. you don't feel that I shouldn't say you are. Exactly. You don't feel that you're as relevant. So you slowly just sort of disappear. Yeah. It's like, well, I know I used to be able to do this. My thinking is off a little bit. I become less confident. Mm-hmm. And that shows. So being able to go back and say, you know, maybe the things that I was good at and did when I was 30 might not be the things that I really need to focus on when I'm 50 or 60 or 70. Mm-hmm. I have all of the experience that I had then, but I have so much more that I've gained through aging. And how do I use that? How do I contribute? And I need to value myself. Yeah, I really like that. And I think that all the aspects that you're talking about, having goals, helps you value yourself and build confidence so that you can physically start moving. But it also helps you with the brain cells and and being social and not retreating. My mother-in-law, you know, she's really active and she's 78 years old and she's kind of hunched over and all that stuff, but she's not, she, my daughter just got married a month ago and she was on the dance floor shaking it like nobody oh, yeah. did this. I mean, it was crazy. I contribute that to the fact that my husband's father passed away actually six months after my father did and she could have retreated like my mother did and my mother then subsequently passed away quickly. Or she could have gone out and done what she did, which is join a women's group and they go on all kinds of little trips together. And she's at the library. She's a librarian now. <laughs> you know, and so she likes being busy yeah. at the library. She's always been an avid reader, continues to read all the time. And I think that continues to grow her body. That's a, a sad statistic in our world too. Is And I still can't believe this statistic, but I know it's true, which is only 3% of Americans read books after high school. The 3% just the people I know. I know it. I know it's like only 3%, you know, or three out of 10 adults only read after whatever it is. But I'm like, gosh, you got to be kidding me because I read so much. Now, my husband reads magazines. We're talking about books, right? Not magazines. But yeah, it's a really scary thing. And I think, you know, that's one thing that really helps. It does help me with word retrieval. Obviously, I'm not having a good thing, but it does help me with word (laughs) retrieval. Uh, being able to read and that definitely helps me because you know it just kicks off that reticular activator oh I just saw that word that's the word I'm trying to capture awesome so tell us about what you do for people what I do is basically start them step by step and a lot of people I start with five minutes a day because if you're really busy the last thing that you need is for somebody to come in and say, okay, I want you to totally change your diet, which yeah. means you have to learn how to cook all over again and shop in a different way. I want you to sign up to a gym and I want you to be there five days a week or even three days a week. And oh, by the way, I want you to go to bed at nine o'clock and get up at seven o'clock or six o'clock or whatever it is that you need. And I need you to do these five brain games every day. That doesn't work. Yeah. People have to be able to 
fill, to pull these things in, in a way that works for them. So I talk about simple things. For example, one of the things that a lot of people are concerned about is how their face ages, Mm -hmm. right? So I have exercises that I give to people that they can do while they're driving in the car. It's not anything extra. A five minute shake your booty thing, right? That's starting to be able to spending a few minutes a day in the morning when you're still in bed and at night before you go to sleep on building gratitude. So giving people the tools and helping them understand what is aging them and also giving them permission to let go of the things that are not working for them. Right, right. I love that. absolutely love that. So if someone wants to get in touch with you, we obviously know that we can text the words plan your aging to the link that we have in the notes here. But what else could someone do to get a hold of you if they want to find out more about you? So they can send me a message on Facebook. They can send me an email. They can go on to my website in agelesslife.com. They can access me through LinkedIn. So there's pretty much a lot of different ways that people can get a hold of me. And I would love to chat with anybody who is, is interested in being able to really change the way that they age by planning. I love that concept because, again, just to reiterate, we plan for retirement. We plan for weddings. Right? We plan, yeah, plan, plan, exactly. but we don't ever plan for how we're going to age. That is a big aha for me as we, even before we went, started recording the podcast is that's a big aha for me. As you're right, we don't plan for aging. I'm a victim of it because I told you that when I was 50, that was my goal. I was going to be live to be a hundred, you know, God willing, yeah. I live to be a hundred, but I wasn't going to do anything about it except wish and hope and wonder. Right. Yeah. And so now I see that as I really have to do it. Now I did a few things. There's definitely some things I started doing at 50. Cause I, when I turned 56 a couple of days ago, my husband said, Oh, you're 56. And I said, no, if I live to be a hundred, I'm only six because I have lived this year, this life of 50. And now I get to live it all over again, doing it the right way. Yes. <laughs> And I like that a lot. Yeah, and hopefully there weren't things in my past that will creep up on me. And there are some things. You're everybody who can't move or whatever. These are habits that you created, and they'll have to be relearned. But you know, I absolutely love that. So now, when someone texts you, what are they going to get when you text? When are they text you? What's gonna so? Happen? What they will get is one of two things. They can either get some. I have a freebie that'll send them the link to that talks about what it is that they can do and give them a little more information. Or I can send back something about setting up if they want to just have like a 10 to 15 minute chat to see what it is that I'm doing, what if it's what they want. Because the last thing is to have misaligned goals. That doesn't work for either of us. So, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that gift. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for spending time with me today on this podcast. I absolutely love what you shared. And I hope that everyone who's listening is feeling the same way. It's not just about business. It's not just about making an impact on other people's lives, but we need to look internally what we're doing for ourselves as well. And I'm always talking about that. So Really, really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. And again, we've been talking with Diana Debbie, and she is with An Ageless Life. And you can go to anagelessanageleslife.com and find out more about her as well. So thank you again, Diana, for joining us today. Thank you. This has been fun. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. 
loved this episode, be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.